subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. We have a wonderful episode for you today. Many of you in our Facebook community, which, by the way, if you're not in there, head over to facebook.com slash groups slash the Ninja Selling Podcast. It's an amazing community of uh, almost 9,000. Maybe we're over 9,000 people in there, which is absolutely outstanding. Um, but a lot of you have asked about Focus First. And Focus First is an incredible product to help you understand pricing, trends in the market, and also conduct those real estate reviews that many of you you know, might be struggling with. And so today we have um, Tim DeLeon and his son, John, on to talk about Focus First. So we're really excited to dive into that. And of course, Garrett is here as always as well. Morning. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, John. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is going to be great. So guys, we're going to dive into this. We're going to do all this and we're going to hop over to our Facebook group. So if you're listening to this now, scroll back about two weeks because we're doing right after we record this, we're going to go live in the group and show a, a real live example of Focus First in there so you can actually see it and touch it and feel it. So that's going to be great. But Tim... Welcome. Let's start with the history a little bit because what a lot of people may not realize is Focus First goes back over a decade, essentially, to when you started in real estate. So tell us a little bit about why Focus First came to be and, and how it happened. Awesome. Let me just start a little bit about uh, about myself and my background. Uh, again, I'm Tim DeLeon, and I actually have a real estate license with the group Real Estate, which of course is the home of Ninja. And Focus First kind of got started about the same time that Ninja Selling was kind of being created. Now, Ninja was before that. Larry was teaching the Ninja concepts and so forth, but he kind of like embodied Ninja Selling about the same time that we did Focus First. And uh, I, I actually am a graduate of Colorado State University here in Fort Collins, where the group main office is at. And I have a degree in electrical engineering. Now, when most people hear that, they're kind of surprised. They're like, what's a guy with a degree in electrical engineering doing selling real estate? Well, it didn't actually start off that way. Okay, I actually had a 25-year career with Hewlett Packard prior to selling real estate. I mean, when I graduated from CSU here in Fort Collins, I was a pretty good student. And HP, which is located in Fort Collins, pretty much got to handpick people at CSU that it wanted. So when they offered me a job, how could I say no? Eventually, I was promoted to manager. I traveled all over the world. I've been to five different continents. And while I was at HP, I was always taught to get the data. That's kind of what we really would really pushed in here. Um, so why did I leave? Well, my wife, who was a stay-at-home mom during the time I worked at HP, decided to go back to work. And uh, she went to work at the group real estate. And she'd call me up and she'd say, oh, man, you got to leave HP. You got to get out of the cubicles because at HP, we were all working in cubicles. Uh, even the top guy had his own cubicle. And it was kind of an informal kind of mechanism of work ethic at the time. And she, she called me up and said, you got to get out of the cubicles and listen to this guy. He's really exciting. And of course, that guy was Larry Kendall. And so, you know, of course, at the time I had a lot of fun. I was traveling all over the world, but she kind of felt like our, our boys were getting older. She kind of felt like we were going in two different directions. So finally, I decided, what's, you know, what's life all about? Spending time with people that you love and people that love you. So I decided to leave HP and, of course, come and sell real estate. Of course, that was after a couple of years. It took me two years to kind of come to that conclusion, but eventually I, I got there. And so I left HP uh, right around the early 2000s to come and sell real estate. 
Now, for those people who were in real estate at that time, recall what actually happened. The market just dropped. The bottom fell out, basically. We had the mortgage situation, basically, where people were defaulting on mortgages, basically. And the whole thing about that is properties that were easy to sell were no longer easy to sell. There was lots of inventory on the market. It was a huge buyer's market. And for real estate, it became a really big problem because realtors were used to you know, getting their homes on the market, getting a listing, blah, 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 all the whole deal. Kind of like right now a little bit, right? It's like so easy to just list a house. It was a whole different basically level. Right now, the market's changing and it's kind of slowing down. So we're kind of seeing some impact. But at that time, it, the market just dropped. Here in Port Collins, we live in Port Collins. One of the things we like to do, matter of fact, we're very ninja-like. One of the things you'll see when you look at Focus First is Focus First is embodied in ninja. It's meant to answer the questions. For example, one of the questions, question number 10 in the Suite 16 listing questions, pre-listing questions, is my goal as your realtor is to get you where you want to go on time. Would you like to see the odds of your home selling? And of course, we have a graph that shows those odds, Okay. And at that time, the odds in Fort Collins were like 30%. What that meant is if you drove down the whole city of Fort Collins and you saw three signs, at the end of the year, only one of those would be sold. Okay, that was huge. Greeley, Colorado, which is about 30 miles east of Fort Collins, 50% of the homes that sold in Greeley were distressed sales. So they were foreclosures or short sales. I mean, it was really difficult selling homes in that time. And of course, my first thought was, oh my gosh, I left HP. I had a really good job at HP. It's like, thanks, honey. Thanks for asking me to come with this journey with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I left a really good job to come and sell real estate. And all of a sudden, the bottom fouls out. Well, you know what I said? I said, you know what? Okay. The same characteristics that made me successful at HP, I need to apply here at the group. And you know what? At HP, again, what was drummed in us was get the data. And so we really started doing that. And initially, we started having some successes. Now, Larry Kendall, basically, Larry Kendall, I, I make this presentation uh, on lots of ninjas in Fort Collins. And one of the things that I, I'm a firm believer, Larry Kendall is authentic, he's genuine, is he's out there. He sold real estate. He's the real deal. Okay. And he always has his fingers on the tab. And so he was sitting next to Joanne at a fundraiser. And he noticed that Joanne had sold a couple of homes in Greeley. And he said, Joanne, how'd you get those homes sold in Greeley? How'd that happen? And Joanne said, well, you need to go talk to Tim about his scattergram pricing technique. And Larry said, okay. Suddenly, Larry called me up and said, hey, Tim, uh, I need to talk to you about your scattergram pricing. And we went over and we talked about it. I showed him what we were doing and how I was gathering the data. And he said, oh, my God, we need to get this out there. We need to get this out to the world. And so that's kind of how Focus First actually started. It started basically with a need. And so one of the things you're going to find out as you use Focus First is Focus First is really at its finest when the market is changing. So like right now, right now is a great time to really get on board. This focus first basically lets you see the market as it changes. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that focus first has, along with one of the most recent things we started doing now is we really found out. So one of the things focus first talks about is pricing strategies rather than just a price, which is really consistent with Ninja. That's one of the things we have a hard time getting people to kind of move over to when we talk to, we talk to customers all over the U.S., I personally have done pricing analysis in over 500 MLS areas throughout the U.S. and Canada. Now, sometimes people say, well, you're pretty much a pricing expert then. I really don't consider myself a pricing expert. I consider myself a pricing master. Now, what's the difference? A pricing master has a process that they follow 
And they, they just go through that process. And that's what I do. And that's what Focus First is all about, is a pricing process that you can follow. And guess what? Process works. And so I can take that process. Go ahead, Garrett. Well, I was going to say, so Tim, like with your process that you have, one of the things that I remember that like got my attention, like slapped me in the face, and we're going back a long time. We're going back 2000, you were saying 2010. And I remember Joanne, your wife, standing in front of the room going, Tim in the back here has saved my business. And I remember her saying, I'm a chronic overpricer, which resonated with me because Joanne, like me, would get into the client's shoes and going like, I can sell that for a little bit more for them. They need a little bit more money or I can help do this or I can do that. And I remember my wife and I were selling together at the time and she goes, she goes, you need this because I would always come home with prices and she'd be like, we can't sell that home for that. I'm like, oh, we, we, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. But Bob and Doreen are so nice. Like we could definitely get it for we them, could, right? Their, their personality is <laughs> going to pull it through, right? Well, what was really interesting, and I remember Joanne, and this is going to sound crazy for some people listening to the podcast, but at that point in time in Greeley, in Fort Collins, it wasn't uncommon to have 100 days on the market. And I remember Joanne standing in front of the room going, does anybody know what my average days on market is? And she says, it's under 30. And the whole room like shushed, like stopped. And she literally held up her document of all of her sales. And she would roll down through them, showing all the days on market. And I'll never forget, there was one on there that was like 120 days. And it was like, well, what happened with that one? Like, what, what happened there? And she goes, I felt like I could help them and I didn't use the systems. And that was my reminder of why I go back and I use the scattergrams and I use the tools that I have. Because then the ones after that all were less than 30 days. And that was one of the most impactful moments for me that I saw with Focus First was like, okay, here's somebody who's a chronic overpricer. We had many, many, many days on market and properties not selling. And all of a sudden she starts plugging in this tool and now she is providing results for her clients. And so Tim, I just want to share with you like, that for me was the moment, and it was a long time ago that I was like, this is powerful. Just like Larry saw it in that room with you, that was my moment of clarity with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's powerful. It definitely was a long time ago because at that time, it was a CD you bought with a pre-formatted spreadsheet because I, I was the one burning them in the basement in high school that they could end, end up get, getting those to agents out there. And it's one of those processes that when you just understand like, it helps you just use the data in the right way to get it in the right value so that customers get where they need to go on time. And I sold real estate as well at the group. I only sold for one year because I got hooked by the bug of loving the puzzle of Focus First and helping develop that. But in my one year, I had over 20 sides because I just followed the process and just kept doing what was working. And it works. And for me, it was, it was big. And what we developed now is really understanding that real estate reviews tend to get you the transactions that you then need to price for. And I was kind of doing that intuitively just because I grew up around my dad, obviously, with the folks first, but also my mom, who you alluded to bringing into real estate is Joanne DeLeon, which anyone that's been to a Ninja installation has probably heard her name once or twice because she's one of the shining examples of when Ninja goes perfect, essentially. She started her career as basically not having a book of business, not coming from a business background. And when she got into selling, she actually, I'm not sure how many times she shared the story, but she was so scared of signing on to the group because they had this kind of 
commitment where you have this buy-in amount of we're going to give you all these services, but you have to pay them back essentially through your transactions throughout the year. And so when she signed on with that, she said, hey, if I follow all the ninja principles, do all my calls, do all these things, if I do all this and I don't pay that off, I don't want to pay. And they said, we believe in this, we're going to do this. So she committed, signed on. And because that became a massive ninja success, throw in the focus first added with it. And she's kind of one of those shiny examples. I totally forgot she put that on the table and she said, look, I'll do your systems, but if I do them all and I don't get results, I'm not paying your fee. And I will. I totally forgot that she did that. That was That's a power move. Way to go, Joanne. Put your money where your mouth is because I'll put my time there and let's, let's make it work. And they didn't hesitate because they knew it would work, which is, that's the, that's incredible. And that's the power of Ninja and the power of Focus First. The idea is it's built around a process. It's not necessarily built around a specific skill or a specific area or a specific type of property. You know, there's some strategies that only work with residential or only work with multifamily or only in urban or rural. The whole point is if you have the process that you can just repeat, it tends to keep working. Yeah, it works in, it works in more, it works in area. I mean, I, sometimes it's kind of crazy. I, I stand up and say, I don't know that there's anybody else like me. Okay. In the sense of I have personally gone online. Now there's another expert realtor on the other line, basically, but I've done market analysis in 500 different MLSs throughout the U.S. and Canada. I don't know that anybody else can stand up and say they've done that. One of the things about focus versus we're realtors ourselves. We believe in realtors. So what does that mean? That means we don't really, we don't really embrace the idea that you push a button and get a quick answer. Focus first is as automated as possible, but it really requires a realtor to be there to do that initial search. And that initial search is really the thing that makes the difference. What you're allowed to do with that initial search is find data that's customized and specific to the customer profile. And once you do that, everything falls out. Yeah, that's one of those things where the agent matters to us because... It's not, you know, we run on data and it's all about finding the data, but the agent really dictates getting the right data. I mean, I remember Larry told my data story about, you know, like, hey, did you know about the fish line in New York, right? So the fish line in New York is literally actually fishing line that basically encompasses a couple blocks of area that for the Jewish community, when they're on the Sabbath, they're actually able to still go walks in the park and stuff in that fish line because it's ordained like a, a, a holy site. So it homes in the fish line compared to outside have a very different value range, have a very different pricing profile. And you only know that if you live there or are part of that community and understand that. And that's the kind of stuff that the agent matters for the search to get the right data. Even though we're data-driven, we're person-first, data-second when it comes to that kind of thing. Well, so maybe you guys can go through like how this process works, how focus-first works as a, as a tool, because... When people hear Scattergram, they're like, oh, I have a tool that does that. I have a tool that does that. And and the one thing that Focus First doesn't do is spit out an automated value metric like some of these others does for good reason. So for those who have never heard of Focus First, because there's a lot of people who listen who haven't been to a Ninja installation and odds of selling, what's that? Maybe quickly walk us through the process of like, how does the system actually work for somebody if they're like, okay, this sounds great. What can I expect what type of data do I need to pull? How do I put it in here and what's going to come out? So basically, we'll run through this in two parts. I'll run through the first part essentially, and then I'll let Tim run through the, the second part. We use it for two purposes, right? First, you have to get the business, then you have to do the business. And so when it comes to searching, for example, Focus First itself is built on a Microsoft Excel platform. So it's a, built on the same platform as Microsoft Excel. So it uses a lot of the controls, although we built a custom control set in there that's very kind of push button in order to do most of the, the actions. Uh, when it comes to getting business, we really are big on the real estate reviews. So when it comes to real estate reviews, your search essentially is 
you're searching for basically, usually it's a neighborhood. If the house is not in a neighborhood, you're going to look for like landmarks or a general area that you know is the comparable area. And that's again, local agent knowledge. But you basically are looking for the last two years of all status activity in that neighborhood or that small area. And tell us why two years, why is two years of data important versus I could just pull six months of comps? Yeah. So now a lot of people really balk at that two years. They're like, I don't want to price on two years. I don't want to look at value at two years. Completely understandable. You're, you're totally right, right? That's the first like thing that I want to say is that's the correct gut instinct is that can't be right. Now, that being said, we're not pricing or looking at value based on just two years of data. In most cases, it really is that three months or six months, depending on the amount of activity that is in the area. But we want two years because we use it to build these patterns, right? We, we build patterns that show the trend of when the most active time in that neighborhood is, when houses are really selling, to show the average time to close based on when a house goes on the market and when it actually closes, and to show the odds of selling. Now, on the real estate review, we show the last 12 months. But when you get into the pricing aspect, which Dad will go into after I talk about the real estate review, once you have the business, we actually show the last 12 months, the last two years to show if there's a change, right? And that change in the odds of selling can really kind of illustrate uh, the desirability of that neighborhood, right? So if it was like 90% odds of selling, all of a sudden it drops to 30, you say, hey, for some reason, it seems like this neighborhood's not selling like it used to. It's a sewage treatment plant that they just put in next door. Exactly, right? So it can, it can show you some things that you're like, wait a second, I need, to, I need to examine this a little deeper, right? Or it can show you the other option, which is sometimes it's, maybe it's a you know, average 50% odds of selling or something like that, where the odds are kind of you know, sort of in your favor, sort of not, kind of depend on the area. But all of a sudden they jump to 90, you might see, hey, there's a lot of growth happening in this direction, or they're building a new school, or what's driving this move to that neighborhood. So the two years of data really helps with creating these patterns and doing the numerical analysis behind the scenes. But yeah, we're not, we're not using that necessarily to price. So for the Focus First program, we do believe in, in the agent being involved and kind of massaging the graphs and making sure that they're accurate. However, with real estate reviews, we know that we kind of want a little bit more speed and efficiency because the idea is it's supposed to be a conversation starter, right? It's meant to accomplish the three main things that Ninja really wants it to be, which is top of mind, expert advisor, and be the source of knowledge, right? And so in order to do that and really do that in a powerful way, the Focus First program you do that search of the last two years data, that neighborhood, all status activity, you export that search from your MLS, and then you load it in the program. And that real estate review report is automatically created for you. It's a two-page document. On the front are the neighborhood patterns, which are that odds of selling, time to close, and buying pattern. And on the back is a, a, a simple scattergram that dad's going to... Tim is my dad, so if I keep saying dad, I should probably be clear that that's why I'm saying it. But he'll show you an actual scattergram so you get a deeper look at that. That report's created really quickly with our program to allow you then make the call, talk to the customers and really master that process. John, what I love is you broke this down into like, the, again, the getting the business and doing the business. And for a long time, as long as I, I mean, early times of working with, with Focus First, it was all about doing the business. Once you got that piece of business, getting it, you know, getting it moving through. But we talk about the real estate reviews and the getting the business. And, you know, I recently got a chance to see what, what your system actually puts out as a real estate review. And I've been able to watch the evolution of that. Tim, we had a chance to talk here about, I think it was in the middle of COVID. I think we actually I remember having a phone call and looking through you guys really developing this and looking what this was is going to be. And it was good back then. And I think you've even slimmed it down even more compared to what it was back then. Because when I saw it here recently, I was like, oh, that is as simple as it needs to be with just enough data to make the average homeowner go, this is really cool. 
Like I, I can see this. And then the ease of having the realtors put this together is just brilliant. Yeah, huge shout out for one, the, the, the simple design of it and the look go to a combination, both of my mom again, Joanne DeLeon coming in with a, she was kind of doing it in a mini review fashion that really gave us inspiration. And then my wife actually works with us too, Sarah. And huge shout out goes to her for all the design and looks and the changes we've been doing. During COVID time, we kind of started listening to her more <laughs> and saying, hey, we're too close to this thing. We've been around this thing for too long. You tell us what we're missing and what we need to revamp or what we need to really make sure we develop well. And the real estate reviews was one of the things that she was really big on because she saw and she understood, like we've been around it. And for us, the puzzle of solving this pricing question when it comes to pricing homes, it's fun. It's kind of one of those things of like, I don't know, I've always liked puzzles or like the logic puzzles where you're like, you know, you know, take the handcuffs, get the ring off and all those kind of things. It feels like the same like kind of level of confidence when you like get the right competitive position zone. Um, but for her, she was like, yeah, but we need to really make sure we help agents with this part. And that's kind of one of those things where we realized, yeah, that I get to listen to my dad on a daily basis about cool pricing cases and everything. And I look back at my real estate career and I was like, yeah, I wish I had had this real estate review program when I was there because I would have sold so many more homes and built such a bigger business that, I mean, I'm kind of glad I didn't because if I had at that time, I might not have done the focus first thing. I want to give kudos to Garrett too, Garrett, because I think we're having we're having some drinks over after Ninja stuff, basically. And I had mentioned to you, the first time I really got the vision of Real Estate Reviews, Larry and I were on the phone with you, and you were talking about Real Estate Reviews and some of the clients that you were coaching, basically, and how they were getting successes at it. And Larry and I, we just grasped on it. We just knew that was it. We just, we just felt it. And right after that, of course, Larry did his, uh, I don't know, he did a presentation called Trend Benders where he looked at the productivity of realtors and saw that he used drastic improvement. Of course, the number one trend bender was being in the flow. And number two was real estate reviews, which is right up there. Of course, real estate reviews is part of being in the flow as well. So to me, Garrett, the first time I heard the concept of real estate reviews was really from you. And I just said, oh man, we need to really understand this. This is like a game changer. And it is. What we were watching with real estate reviews was this incredible return on the time. And it's funny is a lot of people go into doing real estate reviews and they go into it with the mindset of, you know, I'm going to do this real estate review and where's the business? Like I got to pull business out of it. And what we were starting to watch, and I remember that conversation, what we were sharing was, is that the, just the giving of the information and being able to show somebody what was going on there, it was just automatically spitting out this like crazy, like 40% return on the time spent or the uh, that activity there. So again, you met with 10 people, you had four you know, potential pieces of business sitting in your hands or actually four pieces of business. And that's where I, I remember you got lit up of like, okay, so how can we automate this or, may, or go down this path? And uh, it's funny, all good things take a little while to kind of come around. And uh, here we are today. It's funny because that kind of those numbers and that thought actually was inspired me um, to create what we call the five weeks of success with real estate reviews, which is kind of a, a, a book, an online video course that you get with the book, as well as a guided challenge. Because there was something that like I had experienced with a lot of real estate agents. They said, yeah, I did a real estate review or I did some real estate reviews. I didn't really see any results. So I stopped doing them. And it was kind of like one of those moments where I was like, yeah, but I know the data is there that if you, you did 10, you're going to get three transactions. So Coming from uh, one of my passions, I'm, I'm actually was a CrossFit level one, and I really am big in a lot of the, the exercise and kind of health science, nutrition, sports, and strength building. What I realized is in many cases, you can do a back squat once and you're not going to be you know super strong all of a sudden because you did it once, right? 
in many cases, there's almost this like resistance to change that you have to overcome first and then the floodgates open. And so what I kind of was really realizing is a lot of people might try or dabble with real estate reviews. And obviously Ninja, they're teaching you to do two a week, right? Now that's two reviews a week. I mean, how many calls a week that takes is a little bit different sometimes based on how connected you are with your customers or you know, if it's been a year since you called that customer or they talked to you last month, right? Sometimes there's a different barrier to overcome. And so the goal with the five weeks of success that we ended up developing was this concept of, hey, let's teach people first how to do real estate reviews and then really help them take that continued action to overcome that resistance. And if they just follow a simple, hey, call one person today or call a person on home anniversary and keep those actions going, they're going to see the results that you were talking about that really change people's lives. Well, and John, real quick, just to add into this, what I have found with real estate reviews and the success with real estate reviews is one, what is your intention with why you're getting together to do the real estate review? If it's to get business, it's going to fall apart. If it's to educate the consumer and to give them great information. And this second part is, is why this is so cool is I have found anytime I can have someone do a real estate review and they're excited about the information they get to share with somebody, the results are there. And so I think that's the cool part about when I saw what you guys had put up in front of the room with us is like, I would be excited to share that with my client. And the minute the excitement's there, the results will come right behind it. Yeah, I think that, that what you said, though, is also something that's very like insightful to the current customer and current client like culture, right? I mean, if you think about yourself right now, you, you get bombarded by ads and salespeople calling you, whether it be for, for solar or you know repair your roof because the last hailstorm or you're always getting this constant bombardment. And so I think people's defenses are way up. And we actually talked about that in the five-week success um, that we put together was the goal is not to necessarily get the transaction. Your goal is to make sure you teach your customers and share awesome knowledge. That's your goal. Now, the more you achieve that goal, the more transactions you end up having. Just because of the fact that your goal is there to teach and share, if you're in the mindset of, I'm going to try and turn this into a transaction every time, now you're going to take the right steps and ask the right questions and do the right after meeting tasks to, to help facilitate that. But your goal really is to teach your customer and you achieve more of that. That's why we created that. I don't want to keep talking about the five-week success, but the reason why I want to keep talking about it for just a couple more minutes here is I wanted to make sure that the listeners here really understand we believe in the real estate reviews. We believe that they can change your business and really propel you to this next level. And we also understand that maybe when you're first getting started, we have this idea of earned versus false confidence. False confidence is, I believe I'm the greatest. Earned confidence is, I've done this enough that I know I can do this successfully. So the book is about building that earned confidence and building that true confidence while building your business. And so for listeners of this podcast, we actually are doing a special deal on this to help them really get the value from real estate reviews. My dad's going to show a demo of a real estate review so they understand what that is. I want to make sure that they know for one week from the release of this podcast, if they go to fiveweekstosuccess.com, that's five weeks to success, just spelled it like that. The number five, I should say, weeks to success.com. We are actually offering, it's on sale right now on Amazon for $197 for the book, course, and all those kind of company things. We're offering a 50% discount, so it's only 97 for your listeners for the week. So as long as that website's up, you can go there and get that because we, we want to reward you guys. We want to reward, obviously, the podcast listeners, but also we want to make sure that we can do what we can to help them have success and have listening to this podcast be a big part of that. That's huge. That's awesome. By the way, John, I'm, I'm really excited with this book. Of course, I reviewed it. I went through it and reviewed it. And I can tell you, I, I still love real estate. 
I'm not selling. I still have an active real estate license. I'm not really on the field, so to speak. Joanne is, and I'm pretty much tracking that. But after reading this book, I got so excited, so jazzed. I was like, oh man, I need to start connecting with my, I could, re, I could rebuild my customer base overnight with real estate reviews. I got so jazzed. Anyone that's just, even if you just reviewed the book, you'd, just be, you'd be so motivated to get going. I'm excited about this. I mean, this that's a huge offering to get that access to that. I mean, that's nothing. I mean, for the results that it's going to prove out. So for everybody who's listening, five weeks to success dot com. Go check it out. 97 bucks for this. It's not just a book. It's a course. Yeah. I've actually gotten two emails from when we released it that people said, Hey, like, does it matter if I kind of start over? And I was like, no, I mean, that's the whole point of having the book, right? We thought about doing an online thing where you had to stick with us, but like, we know real estate gets busy, you know? So we're like, no, it's better for you to have a guided challenge course book that you can kind of go at your own pace. And they said, is it wrong if I start over? Because I just got too busy with, I did one week of the challenge. I got too busy. So I just, I had to stop doing it. I was like, yeah, go and start over. That's the whole point of it being freelance. But that's also the news I want to hear. I have watched people with real estate reviews that they're like, oh, I'm going to set up this awesome plan and I'm going to do this X amount of them. And I've got how I'm going to do them. And then you get a couple of weeks in and they're like, I had to shut it down. I got bombarded by stuff. <laughs> too much business. Yeah. It's like, well, that's a really good problem to have. That's the, they always say when you're when you're more successful, you don't stop having issues. You just have better issues. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, Tim, I want to flip over and with the little bit of time we have left here for the podcast is talk about the data that comes out of this, right? And particularly the charts that Focus First creates. And so what people can expect there. And one thing that we've had a conversation about when we were in Fort Collins a few weeks ago was price per square foot. And what What's really behind that? It's not a linear metric. We know that the first price per square foot is more expensive than the last price per square foot. And that's something that Focus First actually helps people figure out. So share with us like the charts that come out of Focus First. What can people expect when they plug in that two years of data? Now we're getting into the strategy of pricing beyond real estate reviews, the doing the business part. Right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the charts. We Now, first of all, we have we actually break it up into three different uh, categories where we have neighborhood patterns. And basically, these are patterns that just kind of exist in the neighborhood that help you come up with a pricing strategy. And a lot of times, these patterns will actually predict the customer experience, which is kind of scary in a way, basically. And then, of course, we have pricing where we actually price. And then there's lots of other companies out there that have scattergrams. The difference is we use scattergrams to price properties. They use scattergrams to present the data just as a presentation mechanism. And there's a really good difference. We'll go into that in a lot more detail. And of course, when we go off and look at the, uh, do the Facebook uh, video, we'll show samples of scattergrams and discuss that in a lot more detail. And then the last uh, section we talk about is positioning, which is how you compete against a competition. Okay, now when we look at the patterns, neighborhood patterns, we have three primarily patterns there. One is what we call the odds of selling, which is what percent of the homes listed are actually selling? It's amazing. When you go talk to sellers, they just assume their house is going to sell. Well, what, what should we sell it for? But you know what? There's a lot of times where homes are not selling. I know one time I was at the group office and somebody was, was talking about giving a referral for a million-dollar property. This was years ago. And uh, I looked at the odds of selling for a million-dollar property, and it was 10%. Like That's a one out of 10 million-dollar homes were selling. 
And like, you know, when you, so offhand you think, oh, that's going to be a good commission, but then you don't think about how much time and effort that's going to take. I've seen people burn off their real estate career holding on to a million dollar listing when they could have got, you know, three or four other listings and made some money in the bank, never even sold it. So odd design is a great tool. It's a great way to show the customer what they're really up against. The next thing we like to show is time to sell, which gives people an idea of how long it's going to take before they sell their home. And that's really great because it actually looks at the list date to the sold date. And of course, you can kind of set that back. Usually it takes anywhere between 30 to 45 days to close once you go into contract because of lenders and things like that, basically. But you can get a pretty good idea of how long it should be when you get your house on the market before you go into contract. And this based on real data. Well, and, and that's a very important, I want to just highlight, that's a very important metric. When people think days on market, that's just list under contract. But in true ninja fashion, we're here to help you get to where you want to go on time. Well, we got to look at that closing date because then we can work back to find out like, well, when do we need to have this listed? Like, okay, days on market could be 15, but what's what's it taking to get to closing? Because you can't expect to be moving in 15 days. There's more. And so the time to sell really highlights that. One little highlight on that too, actually, there, I've had two cases recently where that happened where my wife and I actually during COVID time built a new house. And so it was, you know, six or seven months out. So the question was, when do we list our current house? And when can we, when the government lets us too? But when do we list our current house to best match that new construction date? The time to close graph really helped us understand when we could. And the big thing for us too is where we were living at the time, the time to close was 65 days. So we knew with a 45-day maybe average contract, day one, we're probably not going to be under contract. That first weekend of, of listing and open houses is probably not when the contract's going to come. It's probably going to take about a week and a half or two weeks for someone to put the right offer in and then get us under contract. So when the first weekend went by and we didn't get an offer, we as, as sellers weren't freaking out. And so you know that's, that's a case for many real estate agents where they'll get calls of like, why aren't we on the, under contract? It's been a week or been two weeks. And you look at their time to sell or time to close. And it's 105 days. You're like, we're okay. We're okay. We're right on track kind of deal. That, that can also help with that. So I've actually heard, you know, people that have that time to sell and you've got that red line of like, this is the line that we're coming up on here where they've actually called the real estate agent and say, I think we need to do a price reduction because we're getting close to the red line and I don't want to like push this too far. Like maybe we need to like get ahead of this. And it's like, oh, we now have the client talking to us about maybe we need to do a price reduction just because of what the patterns are, which when you can empower the client with that much information, it makes your job really easy. And again, you're not making the decisions for them. You're allowing them to make smart decisions for themselves, which is just brilliant. Exactly. We control the process. They control the decisions. The other thing, matter of fact, we, we call that uh, the red zone, Garrett. And we say, just like the football vernacular, hey, football season's coming up. But just like the football vernacular, we say scoring in the red zone. If you're in the red zone, and you don't go under contract, then you could possibly lose the game of real estate. Okay, just like in, in football, if you're in the red zone, that's when you need to score. The last graph we have is called the buying pattern. And the buying pattern is a great little tool because it shows if there's any correlation between the time of the year and when homes actually close. So it takes into consideration the seasonality. Are there seasonal markets? And I can tell you right now, in almost every case, the markets are seasonal. Usually on the East Coast and West Coast, you get a little bit more of a uniform rate of sales across the year, right on the coastlines. But even then, if you're near a school or there's something like that, then there's very seasonal markets associated with the school systems and things like that, basically. So 
that can be a portion. So the buying pattern is a really powerful tool. We've seen people make poor decisions because they're unaware of the buying pattern of the seasonal market, seasonality. And so we think that's a powerful tool as well. And so all of those, those three sets of tools fit in basically the pattern section. And then pricing is where we have the scattergram. The scattergram is a great pricing tool. I think Larry's had some videos on it as well. Scattergram, when we price properties, we like to look at five factors. The most important factor is location. Then we like to look at price and size. And then we like to look at special features and condition. In a scattergram, you could summarize all five of those factors at one time. And again, like I said, we can go into a lot more depth on scattergrams than we will in the upcoming video, basically. And we'll talk about why scattergrams are so effective and why scattergrams are not the same thing as price per square foot. Okay, because a lot of times when I'm a ninja, I show a scattergram and somebody in the back room will say, that's not going to work for us because we can't, price per square foot doesn't work for us. I'm like, well, awesome. This is not price per square foot. And then the third area we like to talk about is positioning. Positioning is really a powerful tool, particularly when the market is changing. When the market changes, that's when focus first is at its finest. And that's where you find the value positioning worksheet that we're talking about in Ninja nowadays. And that's also where we have the real estate pond. One thing on positioning really fast, because we do also have a competitive positioning scattergram, which really helps you understand competitive advantage and really put yourself against the current competition to understand where your value sits. That's one of the, the main things. All this kind of leads to that graph because when you position yourself at the right spot where the value is correct, you end up finding yourself, you know, again, selling for market value means you get to go where you want to go on time as a real estate client, as a real estate agent. And that's actually it's really unique is we're all about doing a, a great CMA for your customers. But for most people, we've actually get corrected on this. We get emails to our website and everything. We don't see CMA as a comparative market analysis. Right, the scattergram first part really is that comparative piece where you're comparing against recent solds to understand the, the value. However, when it comes down to actually positioning, we take our CMA to the next level, which is a competitive market analysis. When you take it to that next level, you look at the current competition, you really put yourself where you need to be, where the value is correct. Where when a buyer comes to your house, another house, and says, "Which one do I want to put my offer in?" You're going to win. Right. And that's kind of the main thing when we get that third step of positioning that we're really big on. Well, so I'm a big believer. And as we talk about in Ninja, showing is better than telling. And what I think we should do is we can jump over to an extended version of what we're, we were talking about here when we started. John, just before we leave this, what is the website again so that everybody who's listening can jump to that if they want to? But I'm also going to encourage if you're listening right now, this is your chance to go back into the Ninja Selling Podcast community on Facebook and you can watch a video on what we've been talking about here. So John, what's that website one more time? Uh, so the website is five, the number five, weeks to success.com. And that's where you'll be able to get get the, uh, take advantage of say, get to get the book, uh, which is a book, a video course, extra resources. And if you're not a current subscriber of Focus First, when you get the book, there's actually a link where you get 60 days for free of the Focus First program. If you are a current subscriber, you get, all the resources for reviews and pricing that we only give a couple resources to really iron down and really just be focused on just the real estate reviews with the trial version with the included subscription. If you're a current subscriber, you still have access to all your other resources, as well as a couple other marketing resources we added just as a, a thanks for being a subscriber. But again, that website where you can get access to this book for the discount, which comes with daily act actions and a kind of a, a list 
to keep you on track so you're advancing correctly through the whole process, it's five, the number five, weeks to success.com. All right. Well, we're going to jump over into our group there. So um, if for some reason you're listening to this recording right now and you're like, I went online and I plugged in the website and there's nothing there, it's because you missed it. You're too late. It's been pulled down. So it's going to be a limited time that it's going to be up. We appreciate all of you so much for coming and participating with us today. And I want to say thank you so much. And let's move that way. So if you, um, again, all of our listeners out there, go check out the Facebook group. That's where you're going to find this video. And thank you so much. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, John. Thank you, Matt. Let's move along here. Okay. Thanks, guys. Let's move along. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you want to check out Focus First, Focus1ST.com. Focus, the number one, ST, FocusFirst.com. See you in the Facebook group, folks. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.